Hey, welcome to Cryptic Crossroads 505. We're back here doing it once again. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Vince, give me a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the CCR 505 studios. We're glad you joined us. That's right. We're trying to make it um, back on air as often as we can, you know. Um, if you followed our last episode, we were talking about Alaskan coastal Sasquatch. It's a documentary by Small Town Monsters. We watched part one. And we talked about it. During Christmas, they released part two. We watched about it. Now we're going to talk about it. <laughs> we watched about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we watched about it. I, it's been a long day, so. Yeah. And uh, we didn't podcast last week because there's some something going around. Everybody's getting sick. Right. So. And, and that was me. I was sick. Yep. And if you're not sick, you take cover at home. No shit. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, no. It, it, what I got last week was the crud. It wasn't, it, I just felt tired, achy. Everyone's, oh, well, was it coronavirus? No. Was it the flu? No. <laughs> but who knows? You, you were just all somehow. I was just all busted up because I, I went to this place called Anti-Rock. I told you to sanitize. <laughs> he told me, but I forgot my little sage. <laughs> All right, so we'll go ahead and get started and uh, get the show on the road. Yes, sir. All right, so of course, this topic's about Sasquatch in Alaska, our favorite topic. Um, so where we left off, we were talking about part one, but part two had some uh, interesting, uh, interesting. I, I, I don't want to say finds, but interesting, uh, <clears throat> hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, they, they, they did have some finds, but they also shared a, a past experiences that they've had at the cabin. Right, they did. I mean, part one had some really good uh, stories. The opening of it, the stories that people experienced at that cabin were really good. The, the one thing that really stuck out to me um, and it's they still it's not definite if it was a squatch when they were talking and they heard that loud what they thought was a gunshot oh yeah yeah but on upon further investigation in the back of the the cabin on the siding there was a large handprint like something slapped it and it was dented um so they were thinking was that what we thought was a gunshot but but one they they heard that gunshot sound on several occasions right and on one occasion he was out on the porch and it sounded like it was coming from across the bay uh well there where, where no one should have been and no one should have been shooting for sure right well i mean they're in the bay and and they're surrounded by mountains so it's possible that that sound you know echoed ricochets and it sound does crazy things when it's in in like a cul-de-sac like right that. right but uh i i heard the recording when he caught it when yeah. he was on the porch and to me it sounded exactly like a gunshot yeah but did you see at the end when they analyzed it in the sound spectrum thing oh, oh yeah it, it wasn't in the 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 exact parameters as a gunshot usually is right the, the gunshot had a total different sound wave than this one did right and that was pretty interesting uh so I don't know what, what maybe the distance did something. I don't know, but it according to that, it wasn't a, a gunshot. Right. But uh, it sounded like one, right? But what else yeah, could it be? It, who knows? I mean, uh, they're in a remote place where it's just them. And, and you know what I was thinking? Because they said no one should be there. Uh, no one should be shooting over there because it, it's very secluded. And uh, 
The only thing I could think <coughs> of, uh, like, if you want to say it's a Sasquatch, is maybe there's an old piece of equipment, maybe uh, an old car or something, and they're banging on it with a, a tree limb or something. Or a rock. I mean, it it's possible. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about, uh, like, the stones getting thrown in the water and... That that's you know that's hard to say. That could go either way because there was a lot of uh, what are they sea otters? Yeah, sea lions. There, there were sea, sea lions, lions. Sea lions. Yeah. Well, there was otters too. Yeah. Well, but yeah. Uh, I mean, they could come up on the beach and. But the thing is, they're they're at a slope, and you know the slope uh, with erosion from the weather and stuff. Rocks are going to go tumbling. That's true. That's true. I mean, but they did bring up a good point. They also did, uh, you know. During the analysis, someone said, well, it could have been ravens because they had big ravens there. They're like, they like to throw rocks. Right, but the, the rocks that they were playing rolling into the ocean, uh, they sounded like good-sized rocks, and I don't think a raven could pick up anything bigger than, probably can't even pick up anything as big as your fist. No, I, I, ravens just pick up pebbles, man. Right, because, uh, I mean, here we, we actually have ravens here. They're not right. crows. They're ravens, but right. they're, they're pretty big. Right. But still, they couldn't pick up anything, you know, that big. <laughs> other than a, a dirty diaper. <laughs> I was going to say, you read my mind. I was going to say, I've seen them pick up many poopy diapers. <laughs> well, I have too. That's why. Well, that's New Mexico for you. But anyway. Any, anyway. They were also like, when they were climbing the mountain, they were looking at indentations in the moss and, you know... Uh, your mind, now, once you get fixated on the subject, your mind could start playing tricks on you. And I don't really think that those indentations were like squatch prints. Uh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't feel that, yeah, that's a squatch. Right. And uh, a, a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but sometimes they misidentify bear tracks because of the way the bears step, step one paw and yeah. the other. And uh, it's, it's real easy to tell because of the claws. Yeah. But sometimes you don't have that much definition. So, And uh, it's sad, but a lot of people got squatch on the brain. So they hear something, they see something automatically. Oh, it's, it's squatch. squatch yeah. yeah. Oh, it's squatchy out there. Yeah, and that's why we try to stay ob objective. And I mean, uh, unless we could debunk it and figure right. something else out, you know. You know, but overall, the experiences that people have had out at this cap and they were pretty interesting, and um, I'm going to say they were pretty credible. Right. I like the one where he was talking about uh, when his friend had to go to the bathroom and wanted to go with just a cell phone light. Oh, yeah. And he said, no, I'll go with you. So he took the flashlight and his gun, and he said when his son went or his, his friend went to the outhouse, he said the whole time he was in there, he felt like something was watching him. Right. And when he got out and started coming back, that's when he uh, saw one right there standing, and it started paralleling him. Right. And then... He, he tripped over an old stump, and when he got up, the, the Sasquatch was 10 feet forward from where it was, still watching him. Right, I mean... So he took off running. I don't know if that's the <laughs> smartest thing to do, but... I, well, if you think... Look, he just fell, and in the time frame, the couple seconds that it took him to get back up, it was already 10 feet With closer. And, and, and stopped already watching him. <clears throat> that's, that's some crazy speed. Uh, no, I don't know if I would have took off running. I would have probably just soiled myself. So it said, oh, that meat's rotten. <laughs> yeah, with my luck, I would have 
threw it on the ground to try to deter the Sasquatch, and a raven would have picked it up and <laughs> carried it off. <laughs> uh, but there, there was really one piece of good evidence when they were looking, you know, because, of course, they recorded some sounds that were interesting, knocks and sounding like rock clacks. But when they broke that one distant sound down and... Um, I forgot who the sound analyzer was, but he segregated just the background. You heard that howl. Yeah. And I was like, wow, yes, that was a squatch. Yeah. And I like that they had their cabin, but yet they, they climbed up the, the mountain a little bit and they camped. Right. And uh, they heard a, a lot of noises uh, and they had a, a night vision camera. He said he couldn't catch much just sticking it out of the tent. Right. I guess he was afraid to get out of the tent himself and film. I kind of would be too, man. I'm like, you know. I, I would really think twice about what they did, though, because they, they didn't have no campfire, if you noticed. Uh, no, I they, know. They went in dark. Uh, that's, and that's pretty brave. Yeah, it's one yeah. thing to go dark where we go. Yeah. But uh, that is like way miles and miles they'll never find you if something gets you there oh no i mean you got huge bears and yeah if something got you you'd yeah you'd be a missing person you'd be uh probably on missing 411 right right (laughs) but it it was overall the documentary was pretty good i give these guys kudos because they keep going to different locations and they're just they're just trying to get the best evidence they can Right. And, you know, one thing I did like is uh, they obviously have some sponsorship or some financing because they had some good equipment. <clears throat> they do. I like that audio recorder that he, he bolted to the tree. Oh, yeah, yeah. With the little, it looked like a little motorcycle battery. Yep. And what did he say? Th- those will last a year? Is a that what year. He said? A year? Yeah. Yeah. He said uh, anthropologists or field researchers. Yeah. They use those out in the wild. And I was like, wow. Yep. And, yeah, they did have some good equipment, man. Uh well, you know, they're little documentaries. There's ads being played on them, so we know they're making a little money. Right. And on this one, was it my imagination or I had a lot of ads? They had a ton of ads, especially the, the beginning, the, the five-minute video game ad. With that guy from the <laughs> easy to filming. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay. I'm like, hey, but you got to make your money. I get it. I get right. it. Right. But uh, I, I did like that they set up all the equipment. They set up a, a shitload of cameras right. down by the river, you know, the fresh water source before it hits the salt water. Uh, they didn't, they really didn't catch anything, but, you know, they, they were only there for a limited amount of time. And, you know, maybe the Sasquatch were in a different region. Right. Just like maybe they follow the game. I don't, I don't know what they do, but uh, like we, we talked about here, uh, we don't think they really migrate too much because it's shut down to people during the winter. Right. And they have all the game they could handle here. Water, game, everything. Yep. They could live. Right. In Alaska, I don't know, uh, I guess the game move around, so I, I, I don't know. No, in Alaska, the game's always moving. Um, well, they got to stay away because there's some big predators. Right. And, and it's so vast. I mean, Alaska is so vast. There's just so much territory for these animals to cover. And there, there too in Alaska, there's a, tons of berries, tons of wildlife, um, fish, you name, you name it. Uh, predators, they could live well out there. Right. So. And, and they do. They thrive. That's why they have those huge bears. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah, the Kodiaks. Yep. I, 
I really wouldn't want to come across one of those. No, I wouldn't because I'm... Maybe from about a mile away and I'm in a car going up. Yeah, well, I'm not a fast runner, so let's just say I, I wouldn't want to cross one's path. Right. I'm not a fast runner anyway, but if I seen one, I guarantee that'll be the fastest <laughs> I've ever run in my life. In my life, yeah. <laughs> and if I trip, I'll just start crying because I know it's right behind me. And... uh if anyone sees it and I survive, I'll say, well, I was trained to go into the fetal position. I wasn't crying. <laughs> <laughs> they said, act bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, these, these people that do the small town monster documentaries, you know, I've seen several of them and uh, they, they go all over. They really do take, right. they take it serious and they're trying to get, you know, good footage, uh, good audio. Um, but where where they were in this one in Alaska, man, I could only imagine being there. Right. Yeah, that's talk about out of the way. Yes. And once they drop you off, you're kind of hosed down, unless you have a boat. Yeah, yeah you're hosed. <laughs> yeah, but but I, I, I think it'd be pretty cool to visit a place like that. Um, now, I've talked to people that have been there, and they say, don't go in the summer because the mosquitoes are so big that they'll carry you away. Uh, but, right. But uh, I don't know. You you decide the mosquitoes or the bone-chilling cold. Oh, I know. Yeah. True, true. Now, uh, on this episode, they were talking about when they were building the cabin, and uh, they had a, just a makeshift door. Right. And uh, it was covered. It wasn't a wall yet. It was just covered, and something was trying to get in through there. Yeah. And he came out with his gun, and they weren't exactly sure what it was, but whatever it was, it, it pushed the door in and stuff, and he had to cover it up and actually finish the wall to get his helpers to stay. You know? Yeah, no. Because they wanted to beat it. Yeah, no, like I said, the, the activity that that gentleman has had, uh, the sounds he's heard since he's been there and built that cabin, uh, I wish he would put up cameras all the time, but, and I guess to him, it's just part of living out in the wild there. Right. And, and I'm guessing that's just like a summertime retreat for him. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if anyone's been there year round. I don't know. Yeah. Cause, uh, during the harsh winter, if you're not stocked up, right, that, that's going to be tough. Right, right. It's going to be tough. Now, on this, on this, uh, on the second episode, uh, they really hiked high into the mountain. I was surprised how high they went up right. past the snow line. Yeah, once they said they were going to snow line, I was like, man, you're going you're gonna to go up high. Yeah, and they did. They went up there. They had the drone. They got some good footage. Yeah, oh, that drone footage was awesome. But as they were climbing up the mountain, did you see how steep just with the camera it was like steep straight up yep the the guy filming had trouble standing or did you see them they're all uh if they fell it just right to their belly that's how steep it was it was it was crazy i was like man yeah i give them kudos um and if you noticed they all packed <laughs> yeah they did well did you see some of the bear tracks up there yeah oh yeah i did yeah yeah so i yeah i'd pack too yeah and they uh they had two guys go out on a kayak too, and one guy flipped over, and I'm, I was like, "Oh man, that's right. it for this guy." You know that water's cold enough. Yeah, and like, like I was telling you off camera, if they wouldn't have spotted them, they 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 would have been in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, but it was a it was a good documentary. Yeah, I thought so. I I, I like the small town monsters. 
Now, I, I watched another one from Small Town Monsters with the same two main guys, the guy with the glasses and the cowboy hat. He, he looks like he might be a native. Right. And the other guy, the main guy, and they went to, they started off in Bailey, Colorado. Okay. Where they have a, a Sasquatch. It's like a museum slash gift store slash you could go tell your stories there. And they got a map where they use little stick pins to, to put all the sightings. Sightings. Yeah, but uh, it was pretty neat. They came across some people and some pretty neat stories. Right. I don't. I don't know if I've seen that one. I I just ran into it the other day when I was browsing. Uh, I go to the Small Town Monsters page. Oh, okay. And I was scrolling down through their stuff, and that's where yeah. I found it. And then I found another one. I I don't. I don't think it was Small Town Monsters. I don't know who it was, but these people went on an expedition. I'm guessing it's an older one. Uh, they went to uh, what? What's the name of the bay where Portlock is? Uh Port Chatham. Port Chatham, Alaska. Port Chatham, and Port Lock's just a little community, right? right? But they went there, and I'm guessing it was before this killer Bigfoot thing came out. Oh, okay. Because they were the first ones to investigate. Okay. But uh, they, they, they found some interesting stuff. They it, it was that time of the year where the berries were full in the bushes. Okay. And they found a section that, you know, the deer and stuff had eaten, you know, taken most of it. And it was like an imaginary line. And right here untouched untouched and uh one of their theories was well maybe that's the sasquatch and get they get those when they're ready right uh, they they probably uh they probably guard it so it, or, or they sent it so the deer like nope i'm yeah. not going in there uh, yeah they could that's possibly too the male just takes a leak all over it yep and says we'll eat it it'll be a little salty but we'll eat it later <laughs> and they'll be pickled <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it, it's possible. Yeah. It, it, it would just—it's—it would just raise a question: Why would they devour the berries on this side of the invisible line, and not touch these ones? Right. There's and, there's a reason for it. Yeah, and, and they were uh, hiking through the the hills there where they called no man's land. Right. And uh, they even showed that cabin. Remember, they spent the first night in it. Okay. On the other show, and they—they, they, I don't know. They were they were <laughs> filming and. Some of the people, I saw something out of the corner of my eye, you know. Oh, I. Darting between trees. Was this with the older man? Yes. Yes, I, I do believe I saw this And, one and they there. had uh, some young girl. Young girl, yep, yeah. Yes, I did see this one. Yeah. It, Where they would go to the boat every night? Yes, yeah. I'm like, what's that? Camp there, yeah. you know? It, no, no, I, I said the same thing. I'm like, you're not going to have the activity in the day that you would at night. Right. And that's pro they probably knew that, but they're playing it safe. Well, you know, some people just want to be day daytime squatchers. Right. And um, I I've had uh, one person on one of these uh, documentaries say that he does his squatching in the days because they are, yes, they are more active at night, but right. they do move during the day. And uh, that's when you're going to actually see them. He goes, I, I want to see you know, I don't want to just hear something in the dark. Right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I mean, look at the Paul Friedman video. He got him during the day. Uh, yeah. And that's some of the best footage, too. Patterson Gimmon was during the day. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, I, now, I don't know if they come as close to you in the day as they do at night, like if you were at camp. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, so you could either go either way with that, but I know at, at night they're they're hard to catch. You know, it's <clears throat> how much footage do we have of them at night? 
you might have some blob, what do they call it, blob squatch. Blo yeah. There it is right there. And you're like, I don't know. I don't like, see what it. was that? The, the best one I've seen caught at night is the skunk ape one. Yeah. Down in Florida, the, uh, the browns. Is that the one where it's walking? Remember when they went out of their camp and oh, the yeah. father and the son? Yep. Yes. And they caught it going between tree the trees. Tree and then yeah. dad's like, we got to get out of here. Yeah. No, that's that's the same one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, but, you know, these creatures are spotted all over the world. They have different names. Yep. Uh, people all over the world have sworn they seen one. Um, and it takes me back to, you know, the theory that they do exist uh, and they're just not myth because a lot of people out there still say, you know, it's all make-believe. A lot of people think that hoaxers are running around. Right. But, well, but they've been in uh, Native American folklore for years, decades, the, centuries before the white man even showed up. Even before the Bigfoot story was published in the paper up in uh, Trumbull County. You know, uh, they, yeah, they've been in folklore, native folklore. Since the beginning of time. For and, and almost every tribe has <clears throat> their story for them. Uh, some tribes say they're the brothers. Some tribes say they're the enemy. They're the right, right. Now, uh, going back to this documentary where they started in Bailey, California, the owner was talking about how people come and tell them stories and stuff. And right. And he said uh, they get a lot of Native Americans, mostly a lot of Navajos, right. and they tell their stories and stuff. He said he's only met one Native American, and he was a, a police officer that didn't believe in it. Oh, wow. He said, but he's been out to investigate when people call in sightings, right. but he himself didn't believe. Huh. That's you interesting. You must be one of them city guys instead well, of a yeah, res guy. You're right, because most of your Natives do... Uh, do believe because right. it's part of their culture. It's in, I mean, the stories are passed down, and uh, <coughs> that's just <coughs> to them. It's it's the hard fact, the truth. You know, that's why they keep passing those stories down. Now, I've heard people say, "Oh, when I was young, they used to tell us stories about Sasquatch," and I thought that was just to keep us in line, keep right. us close to home at night. But uh, until I had my sighting, and they're like, "Well, it is real." Oh, you know, right here where we live in New Mexico, up in the Farmington area near the Four Corners area, uh, that's that's a hot spot for for where we live. That is the hot spot. Right. Um, and I, I always come to the same conclusion. I think it's just because Colorado's right there. They got all the mountainous terrain. They got the river, uh, you know. Yeah, the, and then... The, uh, the San Juan River, and that, that's one thing they talked about on that documentary is the, the Rockies come all the way down to northern New Mexico, right. and that's where it starts, and they go all the way up into Alaska. Right. So, so they could follow the mountain chain anywhere. So, yeah, I mean, if these creatures follow that mountain chain, there's, there's a lot of territory that they could cover. Right. And no one's even going to know they're there. Right. That's because... Well, even if they know, what are they going to do? Right. I mean, we'd, we haven't even explored most of our wilderness you know we've developed these cities and that's where we've stood right and like, like we talked about on a, a past episode when people do go out into the wilderness we we tend to stay in the outskirts right where you know, it's rel or where we think it's relatively safe right i mean we don't really 
dive deep into it because people that think, oh, well, I'm going to go deep in the woods and be a, an outdoorsman, they end up getting lost. Right. Yep. Because uh, if you get in thick, thick woods, it's easy to lose your sense of direction. And uh, it's rugged terrain. It is rugged terrain. And if you get hurt, you're done. Yep. At best, you'll have a game trail. <laughs> At best. At best. Yeah. But uh, there's so much that we haven't explored. It's it's kind of like the ocean. We don't even know what the hell's really in there. We don't. I mean, it's Other so vast. Plastic Walmart bags. <laughs> There's a lot of that in there. <laughs> yep. And straws is what they say. Yep. Straw. It's funny you mentioned straws because I was listening to the radio and the guy says, I miss when I was younger days when straws were plastic, breasts were silicone, and pants were made of spandex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's our era. That, that is our era. Uh, these, um, uh, what, I was, I was, I always forget his name. Who's the guy from uh, Finding Bigfoot? Uh, Cliff. Cliff. Cliff Brockman. Cliff Brockman, yeah. Uh, he, he's really the credible one, I think. Matt Moneymaker is to a certain extent, but Matt Moneymaker is one of these guys, there's a squatch, it's a squatch. Him and Bobo, everything's a squatch. Yeah. But, but Cliff does, uh, did you see the little museum that him and his wife run? Yes. So that in tells, Oregon is it in Oregon? in Oregon, and that tells me that he's serious about it, and he's he's one of the ones that will tell you I've seen one, and they are real. Yes, they they run a museum, and he still goes out and does inve- field investigations. A sighting, he's right. there. He's there to collect evidence. Right. Um, uh, did you watch that one I sent you with him? I, I did watch it. That was very good. Huh? That was a good documentary, and I I think we should talk about that one totally by itself yeah. but he just came to my mind because he did say and it's in that documentary that i've seen them they're real so everyone that's a naysayer right. you could say what you want but i know they're real but but that that has got to be the best documentary as far as breaking it down how to get evidence what everything means and and i really like the way he i, I don't want to get into it because we're going to talk about it later about yeah. but how when he talked about the makeup of the foot and why the prints are like they are. Hey, yeah. Because um, see, I, I, I understood the difference, the way the prints were between a Sasquatch and a Bigfoot, but right. I really never knew why they were like that right. until he explained the bone makeup. Uh, the the, the oh. prints between a Sasquatch and a Bigfoot or, or a, a bear. <laughs> or a, a man, I mean. A man, yeah. Well, you know, they say that the, the Sasquatch are the true giants. Right. They have the toes spread out. Right. And the Bigfoot are the ones with more human DNA, so they have a more human. More human and closer together. Right. Yeah. I I could see that. I could see that. But uh, wasn't Jeff Meldrum in that one also? He was. Now, there was another one with Jeff Meldrum, but uh, Jeff Meldrum's a college professor. He's real uh, technical. Sometimes he's too uh, educated where, you know, it's kind of dry and hard to follow. Right, but it's, this, it's like this cliff one. He he hit it right on the nose. It's it was at our level something we could understand. Well, and that's that's it. Cliff brought it to us at, at the layman's level. Right, uh, Doctor Meldrum brings it to you at the professor level. Yeah, and that's why uh, I have to pause it. Wait, what does that word mean? Yeah, what what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> how, do, how does he spell that? <laughs> yeah. It, but anyway, back to the small town monsters. Yeah, but there's there's a lot of uh, documentaries from small town monsters that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, and that's where I found that other one just browsing through. And they have 
they have quite a bit of documentaries. Yeah. Now, I first stumbled into them when they were doing uh, their first documentaries when they were hitting the scene, uh, like... Uh, on the Travel Channel? N- no, on, on the internet, like oh, the, okay. the Mothman, right. when they did the Mothman, when they were doing all the folklore. They're the ones that... Do you remember we talked about the Beast of Bear Road? Mm-hmm. They're the ones that did that. Uh, right, but a lot of their early ones I saw on the Travel Channel. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I, I did see the Mothman one there. But uh, now that they've gained some traction, it seems like they have more of the Bigfoot right. no, than anything else. I think, personally, that this they're on a vendetta. That They got the bug. Yeah, well, not only that, uh, I'm sure there's tons of bigfoot sightings as compared to the mothman or right or a rake whatever they well, call it. yeah the rake i mean if you think about it yeah uh bigfoot's all over the country and you know the rake who, who you don't hear the rake but right. th- maybe three stories of we saw the rake right and the problem with that is you see that footage and there's always footage of the rake, but you're, you're like, I don't know if I buy that. You're like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, because I've even seen some of those on uh, Paranormal Cut on I've seen them camera. too. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, come on, man. Right. He's <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's fake. <laughs> yeah. Well, then again, on that show, they've had some Bigfoot ones that are just painfully, obviously hoaxes. Right. Uh if you have what what channel is it on? Oh, on Discovery Plus. There's a series called These Woods Are Haunted. Right. And they have some really good Bigfoot encounter stories. Yeah. That are just cool. I'm like, yeah. and you know, a lot of them are people that go into the woods and they get chased out by these creatures. Right. Most I'm going to say 90% of those Bigfoot uh sightings and stories are about them getting Escorted out, chased right. out, like you're not wanted here. Right. I, I actually they they play those on the Travel Channel also. Yeah. And uh, I've seen the one where the father and the son go hunting, and one of them's getting them out because he has a kill there that they're camping by. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, and then another one. These people go to a cabin in the woods for a birthday celebration or something. Yeah. Yeah. And some of those are good stories. Yeah. yeah. Good stories. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Um, we hope you enjoyed what we shared with you and I suggest go on to YouTube and check out these documentaries for yourself if you're a Sasquatch enthusiast I think you're going to like them right small town monsters just remember that that's right anyway thanks for listening we'll see you next time (laughs) 